Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Thursday episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year, every year. That's right, all 365 days per year, and all 366 days per leap year. This week's chapter, chapter 39, will be read to you by yours truly, Anthony Caruso, the author of this Christmas novel. Before we get into it, though, I wanted to apologize that last week's chapter, chapter 38, dropped late. It dropped yesterday, Wednesday, October 27th, if you're listening to this episode the day it drops. I was on vacation last week. I was in Aruba. It had nothing to do with Jackie and Danielle of the No More Late Fees podcast getting me their audio late because they got it to me with plenty of time to edit and put together. And I actually recorded my intro and outro for that episode prior to going to Aruba. So all I had to do was put it together and add the music and post it. But vacation, I was on vacation and it got in the way and... Yeah, before I knew it, the week was over, the episode hadn't posted. But, bright side to the episode now posting last week, you get two episodes this week. But, I just wanted to apologize for that again. And that's all I have for you at the beginning of the episode this week, so let's hop right into chapter 39 of our tale, entitled Santa Baby. Chapter 39, Santa Baby, December 24th, 1130 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The door of room 1225 at the plaza banged open with a loud clatter as Joey and Mary, wrapped in one another's arms and locked in a passionate embrace, barreled over its threshold. Groping blindly in the darkness behind her, without pulling her lips away from Joey's, Mary managed to find the switch that turned on the overhead lights after a few seconds, as Joey kicked the door to the woman's room shut behind them. Finally, needing to come up for air, Mary gently placed both of her hands on Joey's chest and pushed him away. Breathing heavily, he stared down at her, perplexed. "'What's wrong?' he asked breathlessly. Mary giggled as she stared up at her childhood friend, whose mouth was smeared with the bright red lipstick that she herself was wearing, and whose hair was all askew. "'Compose yourself, man,' she teased. "'You look a mess.' "'Look who's talking,' Joey replied, mock-offended, as he jerked his head at the mirror hanging on the wall. Mary spared a glance at her reflection and snorted in amusement at the sight of herself. Her lipstick was smudged all across her face, her hair was in complete disarray, and her winter coat, wet with snow, was hanging loosely from her shoulders. 
Smirking to herself, she couldn't help but wonder what the hotel staff must have thought at the sight of them as they hurried through the lobby, sucking face. As she raised a hand to flatten her hair, she paused to take in the sight of she and Joey standing side by side. It looked right. The picture was ruined, however, when Joey, in complete panic, yelled, Don't do that! and forced her arm down away from her head. What the hell are you doing? Mary demanded. Umbilical cord! It'll end up wrapped around your baby's neck! What? It's true, Joey insisted. I read online that if a pregnant woman raises her arms above her head, she risks the umbilical cord getting wrapped around the baby's neck. Unable to control herself, Mary burst out laughing. What? Joey demanded. I'm serious. That's a myth, you moron! Mary rolled her eyes, smirking as she turned back to the mirror. Aw oh, man, you're cute. Joey smiled at the compliment and watched as the woman made a few vain attempts to fix her hair before allowing her shoulders to slump with a deflated sigh. I'm going to go freshen up. Turning to stare up into his eyes, she added, Make yourself comfortable, before gesturing at the bed with a mischievous twinkle in her eye. Feel free to fix yourself a drink if you want. It's not like I'm paying for the room. That's real nice, Joey sarcastically noted. What? Mary shrugged innocently. You mean as nice as leaving your nine-month pregnant girlfriend just before Christmas? Trust me, the bastard owes me more than a few drinks. Stooping low, she picked up the lone Macy shopping bag that she had left in the hotel room, along with her suitcase earlier in the day. I'll be right back. And without speaking another word, she kissed him gently, flirtatiously winked at him, and disappeared into the bathroom, closing the door tight behind her. Joey sighed deeply as he stared at himself in the mirror, his heart and mind racing. What the hell was happening? After wiping Mary's lipstick from his face and doing a half-decent job of fixing his thinning hair, he decided he needed a drink in order to soothe his nerves. Reaching into the minibar, he pulled out a tiny bottle of Chardonnay and downed it in one gulp as he eyed the bathroom door warily before walking over to the room's window built into its far wall. He stared out at the twinkling lights of Manhattan for a moment, glowing brightly in Elsa's still-falling snow. Then, drawing the curtains shut tight, he turned back to face the bedroom anxiously. Make myself comfortable, he mumbled to himself. What does that even mean? Pacing back and forth, throwing surreptitious glances at the bed as he did so, Joey tried to clear his mind as he very deliberately breathed deeply, in and out. Finally, he grabbed the remote for the television off of the room's bureau and turned the device on, switching the channel to TNT. He smiled to himself when he saw that once again, as expected, the channel was in the middle of its annual 24-hour marathon of a Christmas story. Sitting on the bed, he kicked off his shoes and watched as little Ralphie came downstairs dressed in his pink bunny pajamas. He couldn't think of anything more comfortable than watching a classic holiday film in a comfortable bed on Christmas Eve. Two minutes later, Mary called from the bathroom. Are the curtains closed? Swallowing hard, Joey nodded before remembering that the woman couldn't see him. Yes. Yep, he croaked. Then, clearing his throat, he raised his voice so that she could hear him more clearly. Yes! Picking up the remote again, he aimed it at the television to mute it as the bathroom door creaked open. Close your eyes, Mary's voice instructed. Joey obeyed the command without question, and seconds later, he heard a particularly sultry cover of Santa Baby begin to sound throughout the room. Smirking to himself, he commented, I'm surprised you didn't want to sing this yourself. 
I would, Mary replied nonchalantly before dropping her voice to a sexy whisper, but my mouth is going to be too busy with other things to sing. Joey flushed red and felt a thrill of excitement travel down her spine as the woman continued, You can open your eyes now. Once again, Joey complied with the instruction, and immediately his eyes widened as all of the blood rushed from his head to another part of his body. Mary was leaning against the wall seductively, staring at him with a hungry expression on her face. She looked absolutely stunning, wearing nothing but the red thong and sheer, see-through, silver nighty with red circles over the breast that he himself had helped her pick out that morning at Macy's. He stared, speechless, with his breath caught in his throat and his mouth half open for what felt like an eternity, until Mary finally broke the silence. With a raised eyebrow, she prompted, Well, do you like what you see? Blinking rapidly, Joey nodded and managed to choke out, I love it. Mary smirked as she stepped closer to the bed and eyed him up and down. Why are you still dressed? I told you to get comfortable. I, uh... Joey stroked his bearded face, embarrassed. <clears throat> I, uh, <clears throat> wasn't exactly sure what comfortable meant, and I didn't want to make an ass of myself, which, uh, clearly I failed at. It's fine, she insisted. Actually, it'll probably be a lot more fun this way. And before Joey could say anything more, Mary swiftly straddled his lap and wrapped her arms around his neck. As the two stared deep into each other's eyes, Mary whispered, Merry Christmas, before pushing Joey onto his back and leaning over him, alternating between kissing his lips, his neck, and nibbling gently on his earlobes. As Joey lay pinned down by the pregnant woman, reaching up her nightie to cup one of her breasts, he found his mind racing faster than his heart. He had fantasized about this moment all throughout high school, and, judging from how eagerly Mary was now removing his shirt and gyrating against his crotch, so had she. Whatever had brought them back into one another's lives as Christmas Eve, he couldn't be more grateful for the fact that they were speaking again. Though he'd thought about her on and off, more often than he'd ever actually admit, even to himself, since their fight a decade ago, he hadn't truly realized how much he missed her until he saw her again. He knew he should just relax and enjoy the moment, indulge in relieving the sexual tension that had been evident and building between the two of them all day, and act on his boyhood fantasy, but the rational part of his brain wouldn't let him. As their tongues aggressively probed each other's mouths, and they groped one another passionately, he couldn't help but think about how fresh their broken hearts were, or about what the future had in store for each of them as individuals. After all, in a few days' time, he'd be back on a plane to L.A., and she'd be flying back to England with her baby. Her baby. And as though the unborn child inside of her could read his thoughts, he felt a kick that very moment due to the fact that the woman's stomach was pressed against his own. It was this action, coupled with the fact that Mary had unbuttoned his jeans and had reached a hand into his boxer shorts to grasp his swollen appendage, which brought Joey back to his senses. With a groan of mingled frustration and determination, Joey placed both of his hands on Mary's shoulders and gently pushed her away from him. Mare, just... just wait a minute. What's wrong? Mary demanded breathlessly, her hair beating fast as she stared down at Joey, annoyed. What are you doing? Joey felt guilty as he stared into Mary's bright green eyes, which were darting back and forth between his own, searching. Let's just... let's just take a minute to slow down, okay? He gently rolled Mary off of his body and onto her back before sitting up and gripping her arm to help pull her into a sitting position as well. What are you doing? Mary asked again, catching sight of her reflection in the mirror out of the corner of her eye and reaching a hand up to fix her hair yet again. 
What am I doing? Joey laughed. What are you doing? What are we doing? He quickly amended. I thought you wanted this, Mary replied defensively, her cheeks flushing pink with embarrassment. I did, Joey replied, gently taking the woman's hand. I do. You have no idea how much I do. I think I have somewhat of an idea, Mary pointed out, staring down pointedly at his inflated crotch. But I just want to make sure that this is what you want, Joey finished, as though he hadn't been interrupted. If I didn't want it, I wouldn't do it, Mary's voice is cold as she yanked her hand away from the man's grip. I'm just worried that this is what you think you want, Joey began, but it may not actually be what you want, he finished lamely. Do you understand what I mean? And as if to illustrate his point more clearly, he glanced down at her stomach. Are you implying that I'm hormonal? Mary asked quietly, staring daggers at Joey, who was aware that he'd have been struck dead at that very moment if looks could kill. Not, not just hormonal, he insisted quickly, determined to defend himself. It's just your boyfriend, the father of your unborn baby, just broke up with you last night. What if I'm just a rebound? Look, I'm not blaming you if I am. I mean, he laughed nervously. I know what you're going through. Lily broke up with me yesterday, too, and... So that's all I am to you, Mary asked angrily. A rebound? No, Joey emphatically replied, mentally chastising himself. That's not what I... I know what you meant, Joey. Mary pushed herself to her feet, shaking with rage. And let me just say, it is incredibly insulting that you think I'm so hormonal that I can't control my actions. She turned her back on him. I... Her voice trailed away when she noticed that a Christmas story was playing on the television in front of them for the first time. Rounding on Joey, she demanded, Seriously? Joey shrugged guiltily. I don't know what I was thinking. Admittedly, this movie hasn't brought us the best of luck in the past. Mary rolled her eyes with a groan of annoyance as she snatched her phone from the bedside table and stopped the Christmas music emanating from it, causing a tense silence to settle over the room. The two stared at one another for a moment before the woman finally let out a resigned sigh of defeat. Seriously, Joey, what the hell? Look, I'm sorry, okay? Joey implored. He stood up and immediately regretted his decision. He had forgotten that Mary had unbuttoned and unzipped his jeans, and the moment that he pushed himself to his feet, his pants and boxer shorts fell around his ankles. Too self-conscious to bend down and pick them up, however, he did his best to ignore the fact that he was now as exposed physically as he was emotionally, despite the fact that Mary stared down at his crotch with an indifferent smirk on her face and a cocked eyebrow. I just... I feel like if we had sex, it would be tantamount to taking advantage of a very vulnerable pregnant woman. Mary nearly blew a gasket at the words and forced herself to clench her hands into fists to prevent herself from slapping her former next-door neighbor across his face. I'm a grown woman, Joey. I can make my own decisions. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Joey made a step forward but tripped over his jeans, toppling over. The only thing that prevented him from hitting the floor was the fact that Mary reached out to catch him and hold him up, but not before his face landed smack dab between her breasts. Without coming up for air, he mumbled, Let's get back to it then. Ugh! How way, man? Mary pushed him away from her, furious. I don't want to have sex with you now! But you just said, do you realize what a turn-off it is to be rejected after flinging yourself at somebody? Mary demanded, storming into the bathroom and slamming the door shut loudly behind her. From somebody you thought was your friend, no less, she called out to him. 
friend being the key word, Joey called back, stooping to the ground to pull up his jeans. Mary threw open the bathroom door to reveal that she was in the process of pulling her own jeans back up her legs while her nighty still covered her upper body. Don't give me that friend crap. You were giving me signals that you wanted me all day, Joey. Joey sputtered incoherently, annoyed now, as Mary slammed the bathroom door shut in his face once again. I was flirting with you because you were flirting with me. Mary laughed derisively as she reemerged from the bathroom again, pulling her shirt over her head as she did her best to ignore the baby kicking persistently inside of her. God knows what I was thinking. Maybe it was the hormones, Joey spitefully pointed out. Also, could you drop the stupid accent, please? It's getting old now. Mary's mouth fell open, offended. What are you talking about? Joey rolled his eyes. The stupid British accent you're putting on. The one that sounds nothing like any of the big English actors in Hollywood. When Mary stared at him confused, he continued. You're from New York. Your real accent has been slipping in and out all day. Drop the fake foreign one. We all know you don't actually sound like that. How dare you, Mary spat, her natural accent becoming stronger with each word, despite her best efforts to mask it. You! Careful, Mary, Joey interrupted sarcastically. Don't let your hormones make you say anything you're going to regret tomorrow morning. Oh, would you grow up, Mary demanded, hardly able to look at the man anymore due to the amount of disgust she felt toward him in that moment. Stop trying to pin all this on me because you were too sensitive to screw my brains out tonight. Did Liliana dump you for not being a real man? Because God knows I couldn't be engaged to somebody more emotional than me. Joey, shaking with rage now, shot back. Maybe if you went for somebody a little more sensitive like me, they wouldn't have dumped you two days before Christmas when you're just about ready to push that baby out. The words were like a slap to Mary's face, and she stared at Joey, completely dumbfounded and unable to believe that he was capable of saying anything that mean to her. Joey, meanwhile, regretted saying the words the moment they had escaped his mouth. His heart nearly stopped when he noticed how white the woman's face had turned, in addition to the tears forming in her eyes. Mary, he began quietly, his voice hoarse. You have to believe me, I didn't mean... Screw you, Joey, she cut across him, her voice barely more than a whisper now. What are you doing? Joey asked, horrified, as Mary grabbed her coat and stormed toward the door of the room. I'm leaving, but where? None of your damn business. Mary made to open the door, but Joey bounded across the room to block her path. Mary, wait, just, just calm down. Calm down, Mary repeated, her voice mocking. Let me out of here, Joey. You can stay. Enjoy the free room. Maybe I'll see you in another decade. She grabbed for the doorknob, but Joey blocked her hand again. Mary, please, just listen to me for one minute. But Mary was done listening. Rolling her eyes, she reached down and yanked Joey's jeans and boxers down so that they fell around his ankles again. Taking advantage of his momentary distraction, she pushed past him, wrenched open the hotel room door, and hurried toward the elevators at the end of the hall. Damn it! Joey exclaimed as he struggled to pull up his pants. He made to run after her, but, remembering he was still shirtless, decided against it. From the doorway of the hotel room, he watched as Mary boarded an elevator and the door slowly slid shut to obscure the woman from view. Very mature, he yelled down the hall, despite knowing that there was no way that Mary could hear him. Angry, hurt, frustrated, and full of remorse, Joey ducked back into the hotel room and kicked the door closed. He then turned back to the television just in time to see little Ralphie shoot his Red Rider BB gun, only to have the pellet rebound from its target and strike the glasses he wore on his face, shattering them. 
Feeling that it was a perfect metaphor for how the evening had gone, Joey shut the television with more force than was necessary, muttering to himself as he did so, I'm really starting to hate this movie. I hope you enjoyed chapter 39 of our tale, despite my atrocious British accent. I tried my best, but I know I am nowhere near as talented with the accents or the voices as all the other guest readers, whether they're fellow podcast hosts or our amazing listeners who have been helping me bring this story to life week in and week out. I say it every week, but it's because it holds true every week. I am continuously blown away by the talent of all of you who have helped me bring my story to life, as I am continuously blown away by all of you listeners who have been tuning in week in and week out to hear where this story goes. As we approach its conclusion over the next few weeks, again, the epilogue drops on December 23rd, I hope the ending is satisfying for you and that this year-long journey will have been worth it, and I hope this is something you can revisit in the future. Whether you binge it all at once after that last installment drops, or whether you take a break and listen to it again next Christmas season. Regardless, I appreciate each and every one of you for giving this story a chance and listening all year long. You've given me some wonderful feedback, so please keep all of that coming, and please, if you are enjoying the story, consider sharing it with your family and friends on your social media feeds, while tagging streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Hallmark, HBO Max, because you never know, in order to get it in front of as many ears as possible, or as many eyes, because the text of each chapter you hear is made available on our website each week as well, so if reading is more of your thing or more of their thing, they can read our weekly installments at www.tisapodcast.com. Like I said, even though I'm sharing this with you all for free, my ultimate goal is to get this published one day or to sell it so a movie studio or a streaming service can turn it into a movie or a miniseries. So I really would appreciate you all sharing it or plugging it whenever you get the chance, especially now that we're finally entering the Christmas season proper. I'm also not opposed to bribing you a little bit. So if you share my story on your social media feeds, I will enter you in a contest for a chance to win a hallmark ornament it's the stocking stuffer special edition keepsake ornament that just came out this year it's a red stocking with a dog a cat a hamster a rabbit and a bird perched on a candy cane um, within the stocking and it's adorable and i have an extra one that i am ready and willing to give away so please share my story and show proof that you shared it and you will be entered for a chance to win this ornament Share it multiple times, you'll be entered into the contest multiple times to win this ornament. I would keep this contest going until the last installment drops on December 23rd, but I want whoever wins the ornament to have a chance to enjoy it on their tree this year. So let's say this contest will end the last day of November, and I will reveal the winner in that upcoming week's chapter. So... Share it on your social media feeds, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as many times and as many places as you want. And for each place and each time you share it, you'll be entered that many times for a chance to win the ornament. If you haven't seen this ornament, again, it's super cute. And I will post a picture of it on our social media feeds sometime today, October 28th, when this episode drops so you can see it. So thank you again in advance for sharing my story. And thanks for being listeners of Tissa Podcast, because I assume if you're listening to my story, you also enjoy Tissa Podcast proper. So if you do, and you ever want to comment on a movie, a television show, or give us feedback on a specific episode, comment on this book, or just interact with us all and other listeners of the show in general, 
check out our social media feeds. All you have to do to get to each one is go to www.tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Facebook group. Our Facebook group is by far the most active of our social media pages. It's always busy year-round, and not just with Christmas chatter, although that is obviously our primary focus. There's plenty of talk about pop culture, comic books, movies, TV shows, memes, and other holidays as well, especially those other Burmont holidays we all love, like Halloween and Thanksgiving, which lead up to the most wonderful day of the year itself. It's also become a kind of one-stop shop for many of the Christmas podcasts that you know and love on the Christmas Podcast Network. So not only will you find new episodes of Tis the Podcast there and get to interact with Julia, Tom, and myself there, but you'll also find new episodes of Behind the Bells, the Christmas Podcast Podcast, Season's Eatings, Totally Rad Christmas, Christmas Clatter, TGI Podcast, A Cozy Christmas Podcast, Advent Calendar House Podcast, Christmas Conversations, Planning for Christmas, all of your favorites posted there as well, and find all the hosts to such shows you know and love on the website too always willing to interact with anyone and everyone about anything true legitimate christmas family is formed within our facebook group and i know i speak for myself tom and julia when i say it's a thing we are most proud of in terms of what's sprouted up out of this show and speaking of this show if you want more bonus episodes christmas cards enamel pins ringtones etc check out our patreon page at www.patreon.com slash podcast or www.tisapodcast.com Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get full-length bonus episodes of Tis the Podcast that aren't available in your regular feeds. So, throughout September and October, we've been releasing plenty of spooky content in honor of the upcoming Halloween holiday, and we're not done with that yet. Tomorrow, Friday, October 29th, an episode drops in which I speak with my side pieces, Kendall Ferrey and CJ Belanger, about our top five favorite horror movie villains, whether monsters or slashers or humans or whatever. And that was really fun, counting down our own personal top fives. Saturday, October 30th, you'll get to hear what I am calling a fireside Christmas conversation chat because it was my episode of Christmas Conversations that I recorded with CJ Ballanger for his podcast. However, before getting to post the interview he conducted with me in his podcast feeds, he decided to put his podcast on an indefinite hiatus because it was just becoming a lot of work and whatnot. So he gave me the episode to post on our Patreon feed. So check out that conversation. It's very free-flowing, very funny, and there's a lot of good content in there, including Christmas memories and me casting all the members of the Christmas Podcast Network as different Rankin-Bass characters, which is really fun and funny. And then Halloween itself, October 31st, which is Sunday. Make sure to check those Patreon feeds for an episode in which I am joined by CJ, Manny Torres of Feliz Christmas Merry Navidad, and Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas to discuss the new 2021 film Halloween Kills, which will be a lot of fun. And the Patreon content is not stopping anytime soon, despite spooky season ending. November will bring to you live watches of Arthur Christmas and a Christmas story. It will bring to you a very fun live watch of a Hallmark movie in which we play a drinking game during it. And it will bring to you other content, including our annual Thanksgiving Patreon episode in which Tom and Julia will be making their triumphant return to Patreon. And of course, tons more Christmas content coming after Thanksgiving, leading up to Christmas itself. So, if you're not a patron yet, now is the time to consider joining. If you were a patron, now is the time to consider rejoining. There's plenty of good stuff on Patreon, and there's plenty of good stuff coming. There's truly something for everyone, so check it out. 
All the money we receive from y'all gets recycled back into Tis the Podcast and helps us put out new swag and improve the quality of the show in general. But there are also other free ways to help the podcast besides subscribing to Patreon and engaging with us on and sharing our social media pages. You can help the show in a free way by leaving us a review on iTunes because every new review helps new listeners to find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year. Coming up in your main feeds this upcoming Monday, November 1st, you will get to hear an episode in which we cover the infamous film, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And later that same night, we will be recording our episode on Season 2, Episode 4 of the hit show Ted Lasso, Carol of the Bells, which will drop in your main feeds on Monday, November 8th. And I can almost guarantee that's going to be a really fun episode. We're all looking forward to it. It's going to be full of Christmas cheer, so that will be one you don't want to miss. For that, however, dropping in your main feeds on Thursday, November 4th, you will get to hear Chapter 40 of another Christmas story entitled Silent Night, which my very own wife, Sarah Hughes, will be bringing to life, which is a huge deal because she doesn't like getting in front of microphones and hearing her voice recorded. So I am so glad she's agreed to bring a chapter of this book to life. A very pivotal chapter, mind you. So there's your teaser next week. And I'm just so glad she's going to be part of this giant collaborative effort. So I'm really excited for you to hear that. So keep your eyes on your podcast feeds because there's lots of great stuff coming up. Lots of exciting stuff coming up. But that's not the most exciting news we have for you today. The most exciting news we have for you is that there are only 58 days until Christmas. Can you believe that? It is coming up so fast. Next week is November. The long Thanksgiving weekend will be here before you know it. I hope you have all of your menus planned. I hope you've started your Christmas shopping so you don't run into any supply chain issues. And I hope that you are getting out all of your Christmas decorations, the lights, the tree, and you're just ready to revel in the best season of the year because it is finally upon us so savor every second of the ride december 25th because christmas 2021 will be here before you know it and in the blink of an eye we'll be counting down to christmas 2022 so once again thank you all for your love and support we couldn't ask for better listeners in the world than all of you you're truly the best and we are so lucky we get to consider you all legitimate friends and so many of you family make sure to do your homework Watch Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and Season 2, Episode 4 of Ted Lasso, entitled Carol of the Bells, and we shall speak to you again next week. Bye, y'all. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, and not a space convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year, I could be oh so good if you check. Off my Christmas list Doo-doo-be-doo Santa honey I want a yacht And really that's not a lot I've been an angel all year Santa baby And hurry down the chimney tonight